Hey, good looking. Happy Thursday, April 20. My name is Anna Wells. The name of the podcast is Transparency. And today I would love to chat with you about unpopular beliefs and assumptions. So let's go. I got to tell you right now that I will say things that you're thinking, I cannot believe she just said that, but no, she did and she will. And that's why I call this podcast Transparency because I feel that in life we sugarcoat things. We are so, or we can be so fake and phony about things, but if we are real and if we're honest, it actually gives permission to the next person to be real and honest. So let's talk about unpopular beliefs. And of course, I'm, I'm, you know, we're all different. I can only tell you from my, from my side. I was born and raised in Holland. So I lived in Holland for 26 years. I lived in California, Beverly Hills for like 20 years. In between, I lived in New York. I lived in Florida. I lived in Canada. I lived in Egypt. I've pretty much lived anywhere and everywhere you can name off. And I can honestly say that finally I reached a moment in my life that if you ask me where I want to go next, I have no idea. I mean, I worked as a flight attendant. I got my master's in translating Arabic. I did commercials for TV. I did some modeling. I speak four languages fluent. I've lived all over and I really don't know where I want to live or where, I mean, I know I want to live in California, but I don't know where I want to travel next. Yeah, in a way I want to travel to Bali, Indonesia, but other than Bali, Bali is very intriguing to me, but Indonesia itself, not so much. I think it's overpopulated. So many people, so crowded and hot, kind of like New York. I used to live in New York and it's so overpopulated, so many high rises and you can't see the sun unless you get out upstate or, you know, the suburbs. It's different, right? And... The places I kind of want to check out right now would be Bali, would be Dubai, but Dubai, it's kind of like, you know, Las Vegas on steroids, right? And I don't really like Vegas. I used to live in Vegas. And other than that, I mean, Europe, yeah, I've been there. I've been to Santorini. I've been Italy, all over Italy. I lived in Rome. So... I can honestly say that I really don't know where I want to go next. And luckily, I can't really go anywhere because of my own dumb ignorance. When I moved to Texas, immediately you have to take care of your driver's license. And I didn't, you know, I was dumb and I'm being punished now. I pay for it now. So you don't even have to rub it in. Um, I didn't get that changed into Texas driver's license because I was dumb, naive, ignorant. And I thought, hey, we'll go back to California. So I don't want to change my driver's license. Maybe a vain thing too. I'm like, no, I want to hold on to my beautiful California driver's license. I mean, that picture, I love that picture. And I know who cares about the picture, right? 
I mean, it's like a blondie with sunglasses. I look like a California girl, and that was always my dream. I was always so jealous of people who were born in America. Their crib was in America. My crib was in Holland. And don't get me wrong, there's nothing wrong with Holland. But it's cold, and it's cloudy, and it's windy, and it was depressing, and it's Europe. It's different. Here in America, it's like the American dream, the white picket fence, the pool. And I was talking to my lash guy, Alex, about it. And he said, oh my gosh, I would totally want to live in Europe. I'm like, yeah, you say that because you've never lived there. You don't know until you live there. And that's with everything. You don't know until you reach that age. And my mother always warned me. My mother always told me, you'll know when you're that age, you'll understand. And the same with children. They will, they will not understand what you're trying to teach them unless they have to learn the lessons themselves. They have to burn themselves, right? And that's with everything. I remember with my late husband, um, when I met him, he used to be obese, 450 pounds, 6'3". And then he lost 220 pounds And he told me he couldn't really drink alcohol, but, you know, when we got together, we went for champagne breakfast, martini lunches at Neiman Marcus. Uh, he rented the limo. He got me the Chanel purse. He got me whatever I wanted. We traveled like rock stars. He got me the rental home with the pool that I wanted. Then he bought the home that I wanted. I mean, he did it all for me, for love, for our marriage. And then, and he proposed at Rockefeller Center. And then we went through two bankruptcies and he passed away at 42 from a heart attack. So I can honestly say that partly it was from stress. Partly, I mean, he died from an arrhythmia at 42 and I get it. It had to also do that he used to be obese, but also the stress. I saw him cry over the bankruptcies. I saw him cry over all the stresses of he had, he went through a divorce when, before he met me and, and she wanted all the money and the IRA and, and, and the house and the this and the that and the that. And then when he passed away, yes, <laughs> No, don't don't ever think that I got any money. One million dollars life insurance went to the ex-wife and the children. I did not fight it. I would never fight it because I think the children deserve it. They only have one father and I could get married again and I did. And my husband right now, I'm telling you, he's an angel. I love him. I mean, I wish he would enjoy walking a little bit. He doesn't enjoy walking at all. He'd rather stick needles in his eyes. He likes to play PlayStation, and we're opposites. Opposites attract. And he likes to have, you know, a glass or two. I, I'm very much of a control freak. I don't really like too much alcohol. He is good with it, but, you know, I don't know. It's It's just different. And... I learned so much from that. And I also learned that you have to be in the moment and you have to enjoy the present. And even with friends, like I really believe that I'm a professional friend maker. I enjoy friends. But do you agree that when you go out, it drains your energy? Like you go out and the next day you feel like, oh my gosh, I'm so tired. I need to stay home now. Because I don't know about you, but when I'm out, I make it an effort. I really, really, really make a sincere effort to get to know people, look in their eyes and make it about them. Don't make it about you. Make it about them. If you want to make friends, you have to listen. You have to care. You have to make it about them. And every time I talk to my friends or I talk to, I have to say, when I talk to my besties, Christine and Ashley, 
there's times that I really like start talking all about myself, but I also say to myself, okay, the next time is about them and they know it too. You know what I mean? They know my good side and my bad side. We all have good and bad sides. And what I love about them that, and not really with Christine, more with Ash, that we have been through some struggles also because she's younger than I am. It's not her fault, though. It's more my fault. But that we just don't understand each other or we disagree to or agree to disagree. But she is older, wiser in a sense that if we do argue, she doesn't give up on the friendship. I am very quickly to break it off and be like, I never want to talk to you. I don't want to be friends if you don't support my bot podcast. I don't want to be your friends if you don't support this, blah, 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 blah. I'm very much like that. And I learned from her to, hey, when you argue a little bit, it only makes you stronger. It gets you closer to each other. You know what I mean? And I love it that she tells me the truth. And the same with Christine. They tell me the truth. And I can say the same with them. You know what I mean? Um, then I had another friend of mine who said one time, oh, you're, what did she say? Passive aggressive. And I was like, oh, that's such an insult. But maybe that is true. Maybe I hold it in. I don't say it. And then it bubbles, 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 and then it explodes. So I don't know. Maybe we're all like that sometimes, right? And I can see it in myself. I can see that I go through seasons and that I go through growing pains. But aren't you? Don't you go through it? I mean, there are times that <laughs> I look in the mirror, you know, and I don't have clothes on. I'm like, oh, my gosh, like I'm getting older. I see my mama. I love my mama. Don't get me wrong. But my mama is older, obviously. And her body is older, obviously. And I'm like, shoot, I thought it would never happen to me. Boobies don't get droopy of mine, or it doesn't get wrinkly. But no, it happens to everybody. Even when you have a Botox bestie, there is no magic pill. There is no magic potion, lotion. The younger you start, the better it is. And you cannot tell me that Cindy Crawford and Christy Brinkley don't use anything, don't get Botox and fillers. They do. I know that for a fact. And it's okay. Just make sure you do it in moderation, right? And, oh my gosh, I want to chat with you about, I can't go to Holland right now to Amsterdam because of my passport, because I'm such a dumb, 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 dumb. I feel so bad about it. I really do. My sister is getting married. Yes, it's her second time. Her first husband cheated on her. Yeah, can you believe that? I mean, I can't even imagine. Like, my heart would break in a million pieces. It breaks for her. Um, and I love, love her future husband. He's such an amazing angel. And her and I are getting closer. We were not as close. I remember one time she told me, she said, let me totally be honest with you. I always envied you for living an adventurous life, doing everything you want to do. And I'm like, but who's holding you back? Nobody. And I didn't have the money. I didn't have the means, but I just did it. I made it happen. Like, yes, I have a master's in Arabic. And yes, I speak four languages fluent. But when I came to America, I was illegal for 11 years. I worked as a dancer. Yeah, and I'm proud of it. I'm proud of it. I never did porn. I never was a prostitute. I'm proud of that. Yes, I was a dancer, uh, bikini, and I'm proud of it. I'm totally proud of it because... I survived and I lived in Beverly Hills 90210 with the Mercedes. Yeah, it was pre-owned, but hey, it looked beautiful. 
and I had the St. Bernard and the two cats, Coco Chanel. And I had it all. And I really believe I have it all now. But I want to tell you, you have to be specific. Whatever is on your vision board, I do believe in vision boards. I do believe in manifesting is because it works for me. I always said I wanted the house with a pool. And yeah, I got the house with the pool, but I wanted it in Cali. And why Cali? Because the lifestyle there. Here it gets so hot. Spring is perfect. Spring is perfect everywhere. But summertime, it is death because you can only stay in the house, you know, or in the car or in a building. But I want the oxygen. I want nature. You know that when you're out and about, the trees, the flowers give you oxygen. Yeah, they do. You feed off them. Um, so I want to keep it short today, but I wanted to chat with you about all the things and all the assumptions. We all make assumptions. The same with social media. So many friends, <laughs> they reach out. I'm like, wait, didn't you see that? I shared it on social media. I'm like, sorry, now I'm so busy with the house. Yeah, I put things on social media, but I don't spend a lot of time hanging out and looking at other people's stories. And I'm sure you do the same when you're busy. You put things out there for you and you assume people look at your stuff. But if you don't look at other people's stuff, they're not going to look at your stuff either. It's, you know, it's give and take. And it's actually more give than take. So no, I don't keep up with it at all. And I don't expect you to keep up with it because sometimes I'm like, wait, didn't you see it on social media? And even my best friends are like, no, we didn't because they're busy. They have a life. I'm not their life. They're not my life. We have our own life. And I think that's where we go wrong. And even I, I told John this morning, I said, I don't understand when I'm on the phone with Passport Center in New Hampshire, or he is on the phone with California, he's working on also driver's license and he's working on flying again. And, you know, the right hand doesn't communicate with the left hand. I really believe that. I was on the phone with Airbnb for hours and you have a case number. And the next person you talk to from that same company, you share the case number and they have no clue what you're talking about. And then they say they call you back and then my phone is in my hands. The ringer is on, it's on loud. But then it goes straight to voicemail. I'm like, hmm, how tricky, how sneaky. And then I have to wait for an hour and a half on hold. And I'm like, if that's what it takes, that's what it takes. And even John, the other day, he walked to, to me. He's like, oh my gosh, Anna, look, an hour and a half. I'm like, yeah, that's the real world. That's, that's just what it is. If you want something bad enough, and now we're adulting, and him and I have made mistakes in the past, and we're paying the price now. And we all have to pay the price. Whatever mistake you're making, whatever ignorance, naive decisions you make, we all have to pay the price. And that's just what it is. And that's why when people listen to my podcast and they message me and they're like, I love how honest you are. And I love that I never know what to expect. You never know what you're going to say. And I love that. Same with the stories. I love to watch stories that I don't know what you're going to say next. I don't want to see clothing every day, a different outfit. I mean, spice it up a little bit. Don't you live a life, you know? And I really feel with the boutique now it's picking up again. Yes, because I'm sharing more clothing and I get it because my niche, you all have, we have to have a niche. I totally get that. But I also like the mystery. I like to share me. And you have to agree, you will buy from whoever you know, like, and trust, right? 
And then I was talking to another good friend of mine and she said, oh, Anna, my family and my friends are always saying, you know, don't, don't ask too many questions when you meet other people. Don't interrogate them. And I'm like, no, I want to be interrogated. The other day, I, I think I told you this, I was with my landscaper gardener. We were at nurseries and we were getting gravel and getting all the things for the backyard. And he's like, may I ask you personal questions? I'm like, bring it on. Like, I'll say yes or no, but bring it on. And it was great. Why not? Why not? Like, I like it when someone asks me personal questions because that means they care. They really care. Don't you want it that people care? Or do you just want to be lied to and people to sugarcoat things and be fake? No, because that doesn't last. That's not real. That's not honest. You know, and I always feel so bad when I say no to people. Like, they want to hang out. I'm like, not today, not tomorrow wait till things slow down. And I'm like, when I say that, they might think I'm not interested, but I am very interested and I want to hang out with them, but I want to be totally, totally ready and present and focus on them. You know what I mean? Um, so that's it for today. Let me know what you want to chat about. And I am dying to interview you because so many people are like, interview me. I'm like, set it up. Let's do it. I mean, come on. We're doing it, okay? So DM me, don't be a stranger, and uh, I'll talk to you soon. Bye.